The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town tonight. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome home. You are listening to the Kwame Lasseter Voice Sports Talk Show. I am in studio today, Demery Lache. Kwame is out um, for a Friday. He's in Tucson. Uh, just it's typical self making moves as usual. But I am in studio, and today is a great Friday. I'm here by myself right now, hoping that uh, I have a friend that's supposed to be coming in, um, friend of Kwame's as well. Uh, I don't know when he's supposed to end, but we're going to ex- expect him to come. Hopefully sooner than later. Uh, it is Friday. It's finally Friday. I think that's the word that we're going to use for today. Hopefully you can uh, hashtag it, finally Friday. Uh, it's been a long week. But it's a great Friday because it's the Friday before my own 24th birthday. I'll be 24 tomorrow, tonight at midnight. And it starts a, tradi- a great birthday weekend my first birthday weekend in the west coast i was going to do the whole vegas trip for the weekend but i decided to stick around the valley a little bit uh get around phoenix so tonight i'll be in tempe tomorrow probably scottsdale and sunday probably glendale and scottsdale so it'll be a fun weekend um along with that it's all sports all weekend it's finally friday uh time to set those fantasy football rosters and starting off with football if you all watched the game last night, it was between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. And it really pretty much wasn't a game. Um, the Falcons pretty much won, dominated, more like a scrimmage and a practice in my view. I actually turned the game off when it was 35-0, but the game ended up being 56-14. to 56-14 in the NFL on Thursday night football. The Buccaneers took a huge loss to the Falcons and the Falcons bounced back from losing last week to having a tough loss um, against the Cincinnati Bengals last week and four days later you come out drop 56 points in four quarters 35 in the first half that's a big time win for the Falcons I'm glad to see that Matt Ryan has bounced back to his usual self this season um, last year, he struggled, had a couple injuries, was trying to fight back from it. And the years prior to that, you know, it's always been a struggle about the Falcons. Either they can win in the playoffs or win or not win in the playoffs. Um, they made it to the playoffs, but Matt Ryan struggled in the playoffs last season. And now just to see him b- bounce back, have big-time games, especially in week one for throwing over 400-plus yards against the New Orleans Saints week one after – tough training camp and preseason play 
to come in your first game, throw over 400 yards, four touchdowns. That's big time balling. Last week he struggled a bit against a tough Cincinnati defense. Still managed to put up good numbers. And last night, and about maybe I think he only played a half, maybe three quarters. Maybe yeah, he played the first few series of the third quarter. And he finished with 286 yards and three touchdowns. Uh Matt Ryan, he's he's incredible right now. He's he's in the race for the MVP candidate. He's definitely up there. I know it's only been I know this is only just started the third week, but um these these victories count. It was a divisional win. He's dominating. He's two and oh. He's leading the Falcons to be two and oh um in the division with the wins against New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay now from last night. I don't even want to talk about the Buccaneers just yet because it's pretty much embarrassing. But going along with the Falcons, you know, they made some pretty great additions to this team this season, um, especially on the offensive end. When you get Julio Jones back next to Roddy White and then add in a Devin Hester who started to play offense when he was with Chicago and last night, Actually, this season thus far, he you could tell that receiver position, he's starting to understand it way more, way better. He's understanding Atlanta's offense better as well. It's kind of hard when you switch positions from him being a defensive back, first getting drafted when he was in Chicago, and managing to change his position over to wide receiver. It's pretty difficult, especially at the highest level of football, the highest level of the game, at the NFL level. But he's done it, and he's doing it pretty well. Not only that, and he also does these other things called punt returns and kickoff returns, which he is now done as the best returner, in my eyes, the best returner that has ever played the game thus far. He broke Mr. Dion Primetime Sanders' NFL record with 20 kickoff punt return touchdowns in his career. He's now number one. He has surpassed Mr. Primetime himself. So I wondered, you know, how come Devin Hester can't have a, a nickname? Where, where's his primetime nickname? But uh, I guess you got to be a superstar at your position to uh, to get that recognition, I guess you could say, at that high-level nickname or household nickname, I guess you could say. But he is the new... NFL holder in kickoff returns, punt returns, special teams, touchdowns with 20. That is amazing. And the best thing about it is he's not even slowing down. He's still at a high level in returning punts and kickoffs. See, I was I was a bit nervous because I didn't know if he was going to do it in Atlanta because I knew he could flourish in that offense if you give him certain routes, underneath routes, for him to get the ball, create, and break tackles. He's he's exceptional at breaking tackles, arm tackles especially. It's hard to wrap that guy up. So I thought they would utilize him more than three receiver, four receiver sets and let him um, get in the open field and do what he does best, which is break arm tackles, get the ball in his hands, and just watch him work and give him as much field as he can in the offensive segment. And Atlanta has done that. Um, he also had a 20-yard run um, during, throughout, during the game in the second quarter, which really 
put the nail in the coffin early for those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But to score 20 touchdowns for kickoff returns and punt returns in your career, 14 of those being punt returns, I mean, that's just flat-out amazing. And he's still not done yet. That's the scariest part about it. This is his first year with the Falcons. He still, I think, at a high level, I think he still has about three, four years of him returning punts and kickoffs and still setting barriers even higher. The season has just started, and he's going to get way more opportunities with the, in the return game because that defense played exceptional last night. I know the Buccaneers, they have a whole new coaching staff, head coach Lovey Smith. He's not really an offensive-minded coach. He struggles with the offensive side of the ball, especially in Chicago when he had guys like Rex Grossman. And, I mean, they, they struggled with their offense, even though they made it to the playoffs by going off on their defense, with their defense, riding the defense back. They made it to the Super Bowl. They made a Super Bowl run. And then after that, you could tell that teams got after him in Chicago, after Lovey Smith in Chicago, and wanted to keep that offense out on the field because teams just totally just dominated them on, the offensive, on their defensive side against Lovey's offense. I think that ran him out of Chicago. He couldn't win ball games with no offense. So now he's bringing his mindset, his, I guess you could say his schemes, down to Tampa Bay this season. And it's starting to show again. It's starting to show a little bit. And with that being said, I mean, he has to find a way to make this offense work. He has weapons all in his offense. I like the Buccaneers. I like who they have on offense. McCown, I thought he should have been the starter in Chicago. But obviously after Jay Cutler's performance on Monday Night Football, I'm totally wrong because Jay Cutler definitely proved me wrong. If they would have lost that game to San Fran and not have scored or or their defense didn't get turnovers for Jay Cutler, I would have made my arguments that McCown should have been the starter and Jay Cutler should have gone part of his way. Because McCown, he... He balled out in Chicago last season when Cutler went down. And he deserves a starting position. He definitely deserves, but he needs to flourish at the quarterback position. He has weapons on the outside with Vincent Jackson, and then you got the rookie Mike Evans, who's 6'5", 230. Come on, you got to take advantage of that. Doug Martin, he didn't play last night um, due to injury, but that's another offensive weapon that you can utilize. And I don't think Lovey, Coach Lovey Smith, I respect him. But at the same time, I think he needs to open up that offensive playbook a little bit more for those guys to attack teams like Atlanta, who really isn't known for their defense, but they do have a pretty, they have a pretty good defense. But you can attack Atlanta's defense. Atlanta's defense is not, we're not talking Seattle, Denver type defenses, San Francisco. We're not talking. Carolina type defense. We're talking just an average defense in the NFL who can make stops when it's needed to, but to only put up 14 points and only seven points when your starters were out there, that's signs towards that offense. That defense is on the field a lot, and they couldn't breathe. They they needed to get off the field. It was too much for them. But it was a huge win. 
for Atlanta. Great to see Julio Jones, Matt Ryan connecting once again. I think that tandem is probably top five, if not top three in the NFL, which is Julio and Matt Ryan. Soon as Roddy Wright gets out of the, the building in Atlanta, as soon as he leaves Atlanta, that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones connection, it's going to be incredible. It's going to go down as one of the greatest passing, catching duos in the NFL history, I believe. It can go down that way. But, of course, they have Roddy White, but he didn't play last night. So more targets, more balls were thrown to Julio Jones' side. And he showed to me why those two can go down as a great duo in the history of the game. Julio Jones finished with nine catches, 161 yards, and two touchdowns. That's incredible. In just three quarters of play, if that. Not even a whole three quarters. That connection is going to be incredible. Atlanta is really, the Falcons are really showing me uh, that they're ready to take over this division. I didn't believe in them. The last few years, they struggled in the playoffs. They struggled now. I don't believe in that defense still. Um, they they had beat out New Orleans in week one, but they struggled. That defense struggled against Cincinnati. And Tampa Bay, that really, it was like a scrimmage. It was a practice. So I still, that, that defense still has to prove me. I'm not sold on it for them to be divisional champs. I think still think New Orleans still has a chance. They still play New Orleans at New Orleans uh, in the season, and New Orleans has a chance to gain back the top spot for the division. I chose them in the ranking in preseason for them. I chose New Orleans in the preseason for them to win the division, and I'm still sticking to it right now. It's only been three weeks for Atlanta, and it's the third week coming up for New Orleans. So I still believe that New Orleans can still take the divisional, take the division. And Atlanta, they have shown me a lot, especially their offense. Their offense is back. They're back clicking. They need to make that running game stronger. But at the same time, that passing game is incredible. And they're just going to get better. We're going to take a short break here. Uh, Coming up, more talk about the NFL picks for the weekend and some of the college picks for the college football games. You listen to Kwame, Sports Talk Radio. We'll be back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Cause it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. 
Sports Talk show. That was a great, great intro. Because it is Friday. I ain't got nothing else to do. It is my birthday weekend. After the show, I got a little run around town to do, meet up with some people. And then it's Friday. And then my work my work time is over. My working is done for the weekend. And it'll be all about me. And, I, man, I, I can't wait. But at the same time, I got stuff and business to handle before then. But I can't wait. You're gonna, y'all gonna catch me out. Going into the next, staying with the NFL, we're gonna talk about the off the field NFL right now, the National Felony League. Jonathan Dwyer, Dwyer distance from the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, and. Some of the speculation has came out. Some of the story has fallen out. And Bruce Arians has gone and indefinitely suspended Jonathan Dwyer from the Cardinals. Um, just to inactivate him. He's still going to get paid. He's still going to receive his checks. But uh, he suspended him. He's uh, done with the Cardinals for right now um, until the order of law comes through and see if he's guilty or not guilty. Uh, he just got picked up by the Cardinals this season. He signed a one-year contract, became the number two back throughout camp. Um, some of the players spoke up yesterday and some interviews, and most of them were reporting that, you know, John Dwyer, he's a, he's a, he's a likable guy, and he's a kind-hearted guy. That people, some of his teammates didn't see this outcome coming upon him um, even though they knew about it when it happened they were so surprised so shocked but at the same time they you know they had his back saying you know he's not that type of guy but you know everybody makes mistakes and he's got to go through the process now which they don't support of what he did which he allegedly I guess headbutted his wife um, also broke her, his wife's nose during the headbutt and also threw a shoe at his 18-month-year-old child. So this guy, he's definitely dipping in the drowning himself. Um, we talked about it yesterday and coming with the point I want to make about it today is uh, I'm glad that Bruce Arians, um, I respect him and the way he goes about business and doing things. I remember the way he ran things back in Indianapolis when he stepped up and became um, the head coach while Chuck Pagano was going through leukemia. And Bruce Arians stepped in, took over the reins of the Colts, and led them from a head coaching position to the playoffs that season. And it was Andrew Lux first rookie year but just the way he went about things the way he did business with the, with the Colts I seen it then so when this all this news came out here in Phoenix for the Cardinals and Jonathan Dwyer's news dropped on the scene I knew a guy like Bruce Arians he could handle it he'd wish it didn't never happen which he came out in statements and said you know he wish a guy like Jonathan Dwyer he knows 
And he's a great guy, great-hearted guy. And he's very surprised that it happened. But at the same time, um, he has to do his job, in which Bruce Arians is sticking to his word. And one big thing that Bruce Arians preaches is the next guy up. And I applaud that so much because uh, there's other guys who's behind Jonathan Dwyer, who's on that Arizona Cardinals roster, who hasn't done wrong and who's not part of the felony league, quote-unquote, of the NFL. And these guys deserve their chances to play. They haven't done no wrong. So they get that they get that shot. Guys like Stephen Taylor, he's going to – hopefully he picks up uh, his game and becomes natural with the offense because I've seen him play a little bit during preseason live. And, um, yeah, he you could tell he's a step or two behind Arrington and Dwyer. And, but I think he's ready to step in and he's going to do a better job, maybe getting more touches, more plays on the field, especially right now with, with the injuries. Um, with quarterback Carson Palmer, you don't know if he's in or out just yet this weekend. But with Drew standing back there, and I think he can – He's a, he knows the offense pretty well. He can help uh, Taylor get on board even better than where he was at before. Um, and the Cardinals are a great, great organization to get past a deal like this because of a guy like Bruce Arians, because of his coaching abilities and working with working with the players and athletes that he's coaching up with. He's good at moving on, moving forward. And this allows that offense – they're going to come together even more because of the injuries. They're, they're a team that really doesn't let distractions get to them. They can overcome those distractions really quick. And they have a big game coming up. And I think they're more focused on this game Sunday. There's been a lot of talks. The buzz is going around town, and it's picking up even more with it being Friday and closer to the weekend. Every day of the week, more talk around town has been picking up for the Arizona Cardinals in a 49ers football game. And with more talk, more fans are really into it. So I, it's more talk about this game this weekend than it was than it is about Jonathan Dwyer. And I think that's very positive. Uh, Bruce Aarons has kept it out the media. I mean, he spoke upon it, but he's letting it go. He's letting the national media take it over. But around the area news, it's more people are more excited about to talk about the Niners and the Cardinals than Jonathan Dwyer and the mistakes that he's made and now the punishment that he has to suffer from it. But going into this game Sunday, I'm excited to see how this Cardinals defense is going to play against that San Francisco offense. Last week, Colin Kaepernick threw three interceptions in the second half against the Chicago Bears. And that's how the Bears overcame. No, two in the second half, and I think one in the first half. He threw three interceptions, period. Turned over the ball. Something even Drew Stanton didn't even do, even though they was playing against the New York football giants. Drew Stanton did not turn over the football. Colin Kaepernick has been starting for the past three seasons. He's a, one of the, he's a face of the franchise. Young quarterback. He can move throw one of the best best baller, ballers in the quarterback position, can throw the ball on the run like no other. But he manages to turn over the ball. Um, he struggled in the preseason, but, you know, everybody, 
doesn't really play to their full potential in the preseason, especially when you're a starter. you got a whole season to prepare for. Week one against Dallas, he started off pretty well, and then he struggled. They didn't score any more points after the first half, and he couldn't lead them down the field against, I think, uh, struggling Dallas Cowboys defense. Then you go into week two. You're on national television. You play against the 49ers, or you're playing against the Chicago Bears, and you struggle, turnover football, can't move the offense downfield, score no points in the fourth quarter when your team needs you to lead you. And the Bears come back from down, being down 20 to 7 and score 20 unanswered points. That's a lot to do on the quarterback. Yeah, your defense can only do so much, but if you're throwing them out on the field, they're out on the field, they're getting tired. They have to go against the likes of Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffries in the red zone because of Colin Kaepernick um, turning over the ball in the 49ers' territory on their side of the field. So Chicago gets the ball in the red zone, and that's when you take advantage of your matchups. And me and Kwame talked about that yesterday about taking advantage of those big receivers in those matchups. And the best way, the best area you could take advantage of those parts of using, utilizing those freak of nature receivers that are like 6'5", 230, 220, freak of nature, built like tight ends. You, you use those men in the red zone. The field is shortened. Um, it's all on the DBs, and DBs are much shorter. There's no 6'5", 230 defensive back cornerbacks out there going one-on-one with these guys. So you got you got an advantage. And San Francisco can only do so much. You got two of the best receivers that you're going against with Chicago's offense, and you can only do so much with that defense. So Colin Kaepernick putting that pressure, I said with him putting that pressure on his defense – Time after time after time, he he's gonna have to change change his ways. He has, he's gonna have to start taking control of the game, start taking control of the huddle, take control of that offense because it's all on you. Yeah, you have you have Frank Gore, Michael Crabtree, Stevie Johnson, uh, Anquan Bolden. You got a stellar good O line, but you got to take advantage of that offense. With this game against the Cardinals coming up. It's a lot of buzz, like I said before, coming around town. I can't wait to see the likes of Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd because of the way Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall were utilized and how they balled out against that San Francisco defense. I cannot wait until Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd, who are two big targets as well, are going to flourish against that San Francisco defense, along with John Brown, who's quick, one of the quickest receivers in the game, I believe, even with him being a rookie, and Ted Ginn Jr. That offense... That Arizona offense is really excited, but I just think the matchup is going to come down to Arizona's defense and San Francisco's offense because Arizona's defense is led by, of course, the superstar $70 million man, Patrick Peterson, and he has been shown to be pretty lazy thus far during the season. Not lazy as in not covering no one. He does a great job covering and being in the right vicinity and making tackles for the Arizona Cardinals. But at the same time, 
this guy, he needs to start breaking up passes more. He needs to get get those picks. He's one few steps away. And I think that comes with laziness, not finishing the play at the end of the play. He's in the right area. He's there at the right time. But with him finishing the play, he needs to, go, he needs to finish these plays because he's going to go against Anquan Bowden, who is probably the best. He has one of the best hands in the game, especially with tough catches. Tyron Matthew returns for his second week. Um, I think he's going to be better from the safety position. And Cromartie has to step up as well. But I'm excited for this game. There's been a lot of buzz talking about it. I can't wait to be there. I'll be at the game. And I, I, I just can't wait to see that defense versus San Francisco's offense because that offense has been struggling. If Arizona defense take advantage of the struggles that San Francisco has been putting up thus far, I can see Arizona winning this ballgame. But if Colin Kaepernick get back on his Kaepernick ways, get on the run, throwing the ball on the run, which he does, how the way he became Colin Kaepernick when he dropped his name in the league, he needs to make those plays. He needs to make those big-time plays, make those runs, throwing the ball on the run. Do what you do, Kaepernick. Stay at your pace, at your level. We're going to talk more football when we come back after this break. You're listening to the Kwame Laster Sports Talk Show. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What's up with the Welcome back to the Quantum Blasphemous Sports Talk Radio Show. I am in studio, Jimmy Lache. Uh, by the way, you can call in. I think we have about two more segments left. You can call in at 888-346-9144. Uh, call in uh, anytime, anytime of the show, Monday through Friday, except for Wednesdays is our work business days. But, yeah, you can call in anytime. Let's talk. Uh, man, I'm being here by myself still at by myself today talking to myself talking to these walls but it's okay because I know they're listening I know you are as well but with that music selection that Jay has chosen 
don't call it a comeback. That leads me into thinking about this guy, Jameis Winston, down at Florida State. So much speculation is going on with him since actually before the Heisman Trophy was presented to him and thereafter. Time after time, you can only take so much. You can only do so much, accept so much. Now, yesterday I had talks about this with Kwame. And we were discussing, you know, James Winston, how much um, how much chances does this guy get? And I had the argument saying, well, you know what? He's 20 years old. He's young. He was 19, 18, making these mistakes. I mean, come on, you be 20 years old, yada, yada, yada. You have this stuff at your hands. You're the Heisman. You're the national champion. You're going to do some things that you normally wouldn't do. And because of the social media background and how social network is so big now, and blogs online with TMZs and media takeouts, whatever, how important that is nowadays and how much uh, you can't really hide from the world nowadays if you're in that spotlight. I was using it, I was obviously using that as an excuse for James Whiston. And going back thinking about it, I went home yesterday, you know, thought about it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired of making excuses for this man. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's been in college for, this is his third year at Florida State University. I did some immaturity things as well when I was 18, 19, when I was playing ball at Indiana State. So I can understand him and understand his mistakes being made, but I was 18, 19. He's 20 years old. By the time my third year came around in school, I I shut off a lot of things. I turned away a lot of people and started focusing more on maturing myself and my character. Jameis Winston, he still is not has not figured it out, and I don't think he will. I'm not going to bash him. I know he's young. I know he has a lot on his shoulders, way more than any of us could ever think of right now. But at the same time, it's about controlling it and knowing how to handle it and being a professional. And it also gave us a talk of when do you become professional? When do you become professional? When does young kid day stop? Why do you have to be a professional at the age of 20 when, you, when you're only 28, 19, 20 years old? Why become a professional then? It's because you have chosen the spotlight. You went to Florida State, big time school. I mean, the kid could have went to any school in America. You chose Florida State for a reason, so you can ball against the best, get him a chance to win a national championship, in which he has done, won in Heisman. So, of course, you're going to be in that spotlight level. So that that means you have to step up and start maturing and mature quick. When you were presented as the starting quarterback as a redshirt freshman, your mature level has to turn up to a whole nother level, to a whole nother notch. Not only that, you're playing the quarterback position. That's the golden boy of the team. That's the leader in the locker room, leader in the offense. That's the person that the coach looks at first. I've been in part of plenty of locker rooms, plenty of football talks and locker rooms and coaches. The first person that gets chosen to being a leader or just flat out just when coaches want to ask you questions, when they ask to address this, the team with issues, with um, great 
just having fun, whatever the coach has to do, he'll come to the quarterback first. And you're supposed to be that leader. I don't think Jimbo Fisher comes to Jameis Winston and asks him. And it's a reason why. And it's starting to show now more and more and more. And you can only got and you can only get a guy give a guy so many chances. Now I heard some reports that this guy is on his way of being the next Ryan Leaf. I don't believe it's that bad. But at the same time, Ryan Leaf did make a lot of mistakes when he was 20, 21 years old and caught playing his college football days. The number two overall draft pick who got drafted by the San Diego Chargers. The pick after the guy named Peyton Manning. But with Jameis Winston coming along, he just needs to shut it down. I think his suspension should have been longer for just one half. I don't think one half is going to teach him anything and then throw him right back in the ball game. I think suspending him for the whole game will teach him some lesson. Take football away from him because that's the only thing he has at Florida State. Take football away. Let him sit for a whole game and really think about the decisions that he's making. Yeah, let him think, okay, I only suspend you for a half and let him just believe that he's going to play that second half and still don't put him in the game. No matter if you're winning, losing against Clemson, this is this is a big game. This is the ACC rivalry. This, to me, these are the best ACC teams uh, I like to see go out a year after year. I don't think Clemson has the same roster as they did, of course, last year, and they don't have as, as strong of a roster as they do this year than in the past few years. But at the same time, it, it's one of the biggest games. It's uh, ESPN's game day. Everybody from those two schools know when these two schools go at it these are the two hardest toughest nosed teams in the ACC with Florida State Clemson no matter the record no matter who they have what recruits are out on the field these guys they recruit against each other they're down at that coastline they're close so they're talking to the same recruits trying to recruit over one another this is a big time game for that area of in the states and of the U.S. of college football, that this is a big time game. But Florida State has this quarterback who's still acting like a child, who's doing child things. And you know, I I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I was telling, talking about him, saying, "Oh, what he said was it, it's goofy. It's going around on vines and Twitter. It's what people do. It's what kids have been doing right now. It's what you know. It's funny. It's it's very immature, but it's like." A sense of a, a quick little like laughter because of what he said, the language that he used of James Winston uses is what people use uh, on national TV with TV uh, producers, with TV analysts around the world. And I think I took his back a little too far. I think I took a, I think I had his back a little too much. Because it came back to dude, you're the you're the starting quarterback. You're the Heisman. This is what every this is what college football looks at. You gotta move on from those immature acts. You can't be doing that on campus in the middle of everyone at the student union. You can't put yourself out there like that. You already have enough on your shoulders. You you got cases pending against you right now. You need to chill out. Just chill. Your name is has now dropped in a bunch of draft stocks 
he was looked at as the probably the top quarterback coming out this season. If he chose, if he chooses to come out, even though he said he wants to get his degree, he wants to stay at Florida State to get it to receive his degree. But like I said, he was the top prospect coming out in the quarterback position. Now he has fallen, and he's going to keep falling because a lot of scout NFL scouts are looking at that off field mayhem that he's presented thus far in his short college career. He only been there three years, and he has only played. This is only his second year of playing, and he already has six issues that has come in upon him thus far. He just he needs to, he needs to cut it out, and I think Jimbo Fisher needs to come down harsher on him. Not really embarrassing the kid, but he needs to come make a statement as you know what, Jamie, you need to knock it off because you're getting away with too much. I don't know if he's feeling himself too much. I mean, I can understand when you're 20 years old, you a Heisman Trophy, got a national championship, bringing it to the Florida State University. Of course, you're gonna be you you ain't gonna hear nothing one year and not the other. But at the same time, where's that maturity level gonna come in? Who's who? When, when is it going to happen? Who needs to come talk to, with him? His parents already came out and said, you know, he needs to mature. They need to have somebody down there at Florida State to help him mature. They don't need that. You can look in the mirror every day. You can wake up, Jameis. You can wake up, look in the mirror, and tell yourself, I'm the starting quarterback at Florida State University. I have a lot of media attention at my face each and every day. I got to watch my actions. I got to watch what I do. I'm the starting quarterback. I'm a quarterback. I'm going to be in the NFL here soon. I need to get my maturity level together. You don't see stories like this happening to the great Peyton Manning, to Drew Brees, to Aaron Rodgers. You don't hear these stories. You don't see these things because they don't make those mistakes. It's a maturity level. That quarterback position, you have to be the most mature player in that huddle, in that locker room, on the roster. The coaches count on you as the ultimate player's coach. You have to know everything that's going on on the field and off the field. I mean, James Winston, he has been, last weekend, he had disputes with the coach on the sideline after getting the victory. Him and the coach Fisher was going at it because of some of the plays that he's audible from. Knock it off, James. Like, come on. I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. But at the same time, it's time for you to mature. You got a lot of young guys looking at you, watching you. It's more than just about yourself. It's more just about me, 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 attention on me. We, you already have that. That's a given. Now it's time to flourish on that. So take, your, I guess, your quote-unquote first half of suspension and really understand what you've just done and where you're, where you're headed to. I can't wait to see a guy like Sean McGuire come in and step in at Florida State against Clemson. I can't wait to see him see what he has because if he comes out and balls out and put up great numbers for Florida State's offense, James Winston, if I was the head coach, he would not be playing that whole game. Maybe not even the next game. Maybe not even the next game of the next half, or the first half of the next game, because it's that serious and he needs to end it with his immaturity. It's, it's really immature. It's, it's really giving giving me a headache. Just knock it off. Sorry I had to rant off about that, but, you know, I, I really just wanted to make sure that the comments that I made yesterday, you know, it was just I really wasn't thinking too much about it once I was stating it. But, yeah, he, he just needs to mature up. Um, before the break, you know, we're going to go through some uh, 
some of these NFL picks for Sunday. Um, maybe some college picks. It was a college game last night, Kansas State uh, losing to Auburn as Auburn escaped with a victory. Um, Nick Marshall played very, very well last night. But he didn't look like his usual self from last season. But it's still to come. A lot of ball games left in the college game. I hope he can take Auburn and keep them at the top of the SEC as usual. But we're going to take a quick break here and come back with the last segment. You listen to the Call Me Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank God it's... TGIF, thank God it is Friday, birthday weekend, I'm excited, I can't wait to get up out of here, but I do have to handle some business first, with some of the KLTV and uh, Kingfit Productions that's going on, Um, shout out to them for helping us out here, but I'm excited, I can't wait for the weekend, um, Huge weekend. I can't wait. It's finally Friday, man. It's finally here. A lot of football coming up for the weekend. College football. My boys, Indiana State. We upset at Ball State. A little in-state rivalry last weekend in Indiana. Uh, The game was at Ball State. It was their family day weekend. And our boys just went up there and made some noise. Coming out with a 27-20 victory over Ball State University. I'm proud of them. They have another game this weekend. It holds Liberty University, so shout out to the Sycamore boys back at ISU. But yeah, some huge football games going on this weekend. Saturday is going to be impactful, starting with the number one Florida State-Clemson game. Number one Florida State in the nation, playing against number two, 22 Clemson. Um, It's going to be a great game, especially during that first half with Jameis Winston being out. I think it's going to be pretty fair. 
Uh, but yeah, going along with last night game, uh, quarterback for Auburn, Nick Marshall, at 231 passing yards and two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Um, he's looking, he's looking better throwing the football. Even though he was 17 of 31, his confidence, I think, this year of him actually having confidence in his arms. He, he was throwing some darts last night. Some of them was a little too hard. Some of them were a little, little high. And um, his accuracy has gotten better since last season. But Nick Marshall, he, I mean, he's he's very young. He's leading. He's the leader of that Auburn team. Even though he had his issues off the field, um, going with his last season. Well, he's young in the starting role. He's a senior in college, but he's done with it in his starting role. He's very young at it. But um, he's starting to get it together in the passing game. I honestly didn't see him as a passer. I didn't even know he could really throw the footballs from the way he led Auburn last year to the national championship team, national national championship game. And he mostly did it with his legs. But last night, um, he he used his arm to beat a very tough Kansas State football team on the road in a twenty to fourteen victory at Kansas State last night. Um, I hope to see Auburn still lead uh, the SEC. Um, I know Alabama; they have overtaken the SEC ranks year after year after year. But I think a team like Auburn has to stay up there and make noise. With Alabama, because you know, after a while, you get tired of seeing the same old teams win over and over again, and you want to see them another team put up a challenge. And I think Auburn is that team for the next few years to come. Um, I know um, Georgia has something to say about it, but they took a tough loss to South Carolina, who's also good in the SEC. But I think Auburn and Alabama makes bigger game for that rivalry too at the end of the season when they go against each other and it makes better news better noise for those two programs and then that leads into games being played on Sunday it's week three of the NFL and it's time to choose and get these picks in so starting off with the first game uh, let's see here. We got the Chargers and the Bills. San Diego at Buffalo. These two teams, San Diego being 1-1, one one, who had a tough loss with week one against Arizona, and then they put a whooping on Seattle last week. They flat out beat Seattle, and Seattle wanted to touchdown, shouldn't even count it for the, for the Seahawks. But Percy Harvin and the referees, they really they didn't, they didn't get it right. But that still didn't even help out the outcome of the final score. San Diego is a tough team. Those are one of the teams that you just do not want to see, do not want to play. I mean, they don't really have superstars that stand out to make them a favorite, but it's just one of those grind-out teams that you know you have to grind out to win, that you know you can make, cannot make mistakes against. Otherwise, they'll, they will make you pay. They play a team in the Buffalo Bills. Now, Buffalo, I've, I've been knocking them all preseason, all camp, all uh, first week one and week two. They're at home against San Diego. If they don't make mistakes, Buffalo can win this game. They can become 3-0 and for the first time in a couple of years. 
in uh, in a while, we, we will say. But I think San Diego, with the momentum they had last week, they, this team plays very well on the road, even though they struggled at Seattle, at Arizona Cardinals week one. I think they can get Buffalo at home. I still don't think Buffalo is ready to beat a team like San Diego because Buffalo makes mistakes. Although they did win at home last week big against the Miami Dolphins. And then in week one, they beat the Chicago Bears at Chicago with a game-winning field goal. So this is going to be, I think this is one of the biggest games um, of week three. It's going to be a a tough grind out game but I'm going to take San Diego on the road now Buffalo if you win this game I, I probably would never choose you all to lose another game because you guys are very the Bills are really surprising me moving on is the rivalry between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns um, I'm taking Baltimore in this one even though Cleveland's at home they're playing really really good football right now Brian Hoyer is really managing that team really well with almost a comeback victory against Pittsburgh um, in week one, and then beating the Orleans Saints at home. They come in and get Baltimore, but I think Joe Flacco's going to play big and make sure he gets the ball to Steve Smith for them to win the ball game. Next game is the Bengals and Titans. Uh, Bengals being 2-0, Titans 1-1. Bengals are at home. They're not losing to the Titans at home. Next game is the Rams and the Cowboys. Oh, boy. Now, Dallas did win last week. And this is a game that they should win. You have to beat teams like this, like the Tennessee Titans. Oh, I'm sorry, not the Titans, but like the Rams. They beat the Titans last week. Excuse me. They beat them big. They beat them pretty bad. And I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Rams. The Rams are struggling without the quarterback play and um, the defensive. The defense, the Rams defense is not stepping up right now. And where in the world is Tavon Austin? Gosh, that, like that kid in college was amazing. I don't know what he's doing now in the NFL. He needs to step up his game, or they need to give him the ball more. Find ways to get that guy the ball because you don't have a quarterback. Your running game is a bit slow with injuries, so you have to find ways. Packers-Lions rivalry game. Detroit is at home. I got Detroit winning against Green Bay. It's going to be a tough game as well. That's some good games this weekend. Texans and Giants. Oh, boy. Texans are 2-0. and Where's the only two Giants. The game is at... The Giants. Hopefully Eli can get it together, but I think I got the Giants winning this one at home for the first their get their first victory. Next one is the Colts Jaguars. Hopefully the Colts can finally get a victory on board. This is a divisional game, it matters. Um it's my home team. I'm riding with the Colts against the Jaguars, even though it's in Jacksonville and Colts struggle playing in Jacksonville, but I'm taking Indianapolis on the road. Vikings Saints is next. Uh, I got the Saints winning at home. Um, not sold on Matt Castle just yet. Surprised he's even starting this week. Hopefully we might see a Teddy Bridgewater come in. Raiders, Patriots. I got the Patriots at home against Oakland. Redskins, Eagles. Uh, I got the Eagles winning pretty big, even though Kirk Cousins is going to have a terrific game. But I got the Eagles winning pretty big. That offense is incredible. 49ers, Cardinals. Here we go. I got the Cardinals winning at home, beating the 49ers. Broncos, Seahawks. Super Bowl rematch. Seahawks are going to win at home. Sorry, Peyton. You're going to take another tough loss. Chiefs-Dolphins. I got the Chiefs winning on the road. Um, even though the Dolphins do play well at home, I got the Chiefs winning this one. Panthers-Steelers. Cam Newton 
He's at home. He's going to beat the Steelers Sunday night football. And then the Monday night game, Bears and the Jets. And I think that Jets are going to win at home. Geno is going to lead them to victory. And they're going to beat Chicago. Chicago struggles against a tough defense. Um, Unless they get in red zone, unless they make turnovers happen. I don't know uh, if Tillman is going to be playing this week. I think he's out. That's going to make Chicago's defense struggle even more. And I think the Jets, they have what it takes with a balanced offense. Chris Ivory is running the heck out of the football. I don't know uh, what Chris Johnson is going to do. Hopefully he picks up his game. But right now Ivory is looking like the man that needs to have the ball in his hands when running the football. Um, Geno needs to find Eric Decker more. And it's, it's the third week, so this is where – you make your biggest leads. Your probably your final installations go in on defense and offense. Maybe a couple more weeks, but the install is in, and I think New York Rex Ryan is going to beat out the Chicago Bears. Big week in football in the NFL. I'm excited. Birthday weekend. Shout out to KLTV, Kingfit Productions, Play Pure, uh, Kwame Lasseter. He will be back in Monday, um, and. It's time for my birthday weekend, so I'm about to get the heck up out of here. Thank you for listening to the Kwame Lasher Sports Talk radio show today. You all have a good weekend, and we will see you Monday. Peace. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.